The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RCV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is a Bradley show from Saturday. So two hours worth of Bradley Dean. If you missed that, you can catch that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that area. And on the right side of the page is where we're at. So click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got there, look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. You can join us in the chat on Rumble. A lot of friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys. And uh, while you're over there, please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the name of the channel for Rumble. And then we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, and we appreciate those guys giving us a spot on their platform as well. On SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live, is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Please do that. Uh, we're highly censored, even in our emails. So if you've signed up, uh, one, you probably want to check and, see, and you're not getting them, you want to check your spam folder. And the second, if you've checked there and you're not getting them, you may want to either call the office or click the contact button at the top right-hand corner of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and uh, we'll find out what's going on. Maybe you've been unsubscribed. Uh, I've had people who've unsubscribed and didn't remember they unsubscribed, so <laughs> be sure to check that out. Okay, real quickly before we bring our guest on, it's good to be back with you guys. You guys probably didn't know, but on Thursday and Friday, they were pre-recorded and uploaded Restream, which seemed to work just perfect. I mean, started right on time, everything. So I, I'm glad that worked out. So I feel like I've been away for like a month. Uh, and then Saturday, the reason it wasn't on Rumble was my fault. Oh, it, you, you, you guys on the video platform, you see that my camera was not working because I took my other little camera and I had it turned on. I forgot. I was trying to remember everything to do. I had to reboot the system right before. So when I take this thing on the road and I come back, everything's a mess. So I thought I had it sorted. My apologies for that. It wasn't very savvy of me. Let me put it that way. But we had a great time down there. Some of you guys caught some of the interviews. We're going to be having some of the people on uh, that I met down there. 
so we're going to bring some of that to you again. I think you can still sign up for the virtual conference. If you want to do that at healingfortheages.com, just use promo code Tim and you'll save 10%. These are You'll be able to replay all these. There were only four doctors speaking. I think each of them had four different times they spoke. They answered questions uh, full of information that you're not going to hear anywhere. And I'll tell you what, artists, that guy put it on. He put it on. He did not. He he matched even the food and the coffee and the water and everything with what they're talking about. Everything was organic there, if you can believe this. And there were hundreds of people there. So, you know, it was pretty pricey. But he said, we're going to do it because we're going to stick to, to the principles of what we're teaching. We're not going to teach something and then go out there by example and do something else. So it was fabulous. And uh, even my son learned a lot. He was he's very excited about a lot of the things that he uh, learned. And uh, so he he had a good time on the trip, too. And appreciate your prayers for our protection and uh, everything that we're doing there. So thank you very much. All right. Now, this morning, over the weekend, I got to talk with my friend Jim White. We haven't talked in a while. And uh, he was telling me what was going on out in Montana. And I said, Jim, why don't you come back on? And so we were getting ready to go and and he messaged me. And then I completely forgot because my, you know how it is when you're at one of these places and you're trying to do about five different things at once. Uh, everything gets kind of jumbled together. Uh, but he messaged me this morning. We got it set up and Jim's on the line with me now. And uh, it's great to have you. What do I say? Because Jim always says, what what is he downtown Timmy Brown? So I'm gonna say up tight and out of sight, Jimmy White. Good morning, man. How are you? Downtown Tim Brown. Tim, it's always great to be on your show. Uh it's great. You know, we used to broadcast together. A lot of people probably don't know that. We broadcast yes. together for a couple of years. Um, wow. I don't know how many years ago, but it was uh, it was good times. Yeah, Dr. Artis is uh he's the real deal. I've had him on my broadcast yeah. many times. He's a good guy. He was just here in Kalispell, as a matter of fact. Oh, I want to say only about a month and a half or two months ago, we were supposed to connect and uh, he went on a canoeing trip and dropped his phone in Flathead and it like put him all out of sorts because he didn't have his communications for like two or three days. So we never ended up uh, connecting when he came to town. But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Dr. Artis. I think he's the real deal. Yeah. And we had, and I became fast friends with a lot of people down there. Uh, Dr. Ely was in there. And I'll tell you, that guy is colorful right there. He he is a showman. Uh, and then Dr. Group was there. And then Dr. Janice Smith was also there. Um, and it was just really good information because everything. And, and one of the things I liked, Jim, and we'll, we'll get on to what we're going to talk about. One of the things I liked about down there was the references to the creator. That it is not looking to pharmaceuticals, big pharma, government and all to keep us healthy. It is, it is looking really to ourselves as what we're putting in, but the fact that the creator made our bodies in such a way that he's put in the creation everything we need and anything that we use other than that, if it's an enhancement to it, it's one thing. If it's another thing that's a manufactured drug we're putting in our body, that's usually a really bad idea. And uh, and again, they demonstrated that by the food they served. I, I'm pretty sure there was probably people there who had never eaten food like we had. Let me give you an example, and then we're going to jump on your stuff. One of the things they gave us was a dessert. It was about like this. It looks like something you would get in one of those snooty falooty restaurants, right? It was an avocado cheesecake. That's, that's the best way I can say what it was. It was like avocado that had been blended up, some organic cream cheese that was in it, and it was like had a graham cracker on the bottom, had white chocolate that encased it 
and a little white and all this stuff's organic too. A little white chocolate triangle on it. Dude, I had to have two of them because they were so good. They were so good. And this the food was out of the world. The, the people were great. Everybody you met was just so kind. And I think that shows the the same mindset of the people going in there. But the reference to the creator, the fact that God has designed our bodies, God has made the creation for us and uh, for, for our enjoyment, and then also to take dominion for his glory. So all of that was in, in that. I mean, it was a very uplifting uh, conference, very educational. And I'm sorry he lost his phone out there, the thing, but I'm pretty sure he didn't have a problem getting one back. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of organic. Uh, the only thing that we there used to be, okay. So Mike Adams, you know the health ranger, Mike Adams. You know right. Mike. Uh, well, used to broadcast on Bright Town, and Mike did. I think uh, he tested fifty organic products. I want to say because he's got that that super sure. super uh, testing thing he's got down there. It's like one of the world best in the world, literally. And uh, I think he found like forty three of the fifty organic foods, even though they were organic. Yep. They glyphosate i think they had glyphosate in there so um you know of course we could go on and do another show about how monsanto has pretty much tried to destroy the food supply across the world but that's another topic sure. altogether but yeah i'm all for organic it's better than non-organic but even the organic food we probably need to i don't know tighten things up a little bit so that even you know there's not as much chemicals and even some of those but the, overall i'm with you man i yep. mean yeah, there's no doubt about it. it's better, but well, people, be I tell you, people who get even the uh, the organic can use chlorine dioxide to wash that in. That will get rid of that stuff. It really will. Uh, in fact, the FDA actually says stuff like that, or at least they said stuff like that years ago. But we're not here to talk about that. I just thought I'd give you guys a quick update on that. Jim, you've been doing some investigative reporting over there at Northwest Liberty News, and um, he. He sent me some of this, but we talked about this. Well, when did we talk? Saturday, I think, or Friday, um, you and I spoke. And um, you've been doing some reporting at Northwest Liberty News on something that's going on out there in Montana involving a credit union, a land scandal. And your understanding is this is coming up. All It's all the way up to the Montana Supreme Court. So I'm going to give you the show is yours, brother. Share with us what you've uncovered out there. Okay, so um, what we've had here is a long-term uh, land and property theft, I guess, uh, organized crime ring going on here in the Flathead Valley. Uh, on that very page there, Tim, if you go right there on the Northwest Survey News, you'll see where it says save your credit union, save our credit union at the top. You can see just some of the people underneath, uh, you know, underneath that that tab that have been victimized. Uh, I've interviewed lots of folks here in the Flathead Valley. Uh, a lot of them had great credit. Over some of them had close to eight hundred credit. Had never been late on any payments. What happened in in, in two thousand and nine? Um, the credit union changed leadership. The person that was at the uh, at the credit union had been there for forty two years. They changed leadership over to a new. CEO and president. And when that happened, things really started to go downhill for the people that live in Flathead County. Uh, there was a, uh, the, the bank specifically. Now, the, the, this is detailed, Tim. I mean, we're, we're talking about missing millions of dollars in funds that is not been able to be found. Um, we're talking about, um, talking about uh, securities fraud, counterfeiting, racketeering, uh, I'm talking. All of this is happening here in the, at this credit union, and I've I've exposed all of it with evidence, 
with uh, uh, cross-referencing to the, the code, the state code and the federal code violations. And essentially what we have here is a predatory uh, um, crime ring, a land theft crime ring, who is, believe it or not, I mean, some of these people are apparently the pillars of the community. What they do is they target these folks that have a lot of equity and a lot of property, and they either use threat, coercion, as again, like I said, counterfeiting, out, out, outright fraud. Now we've got the district judges here. I did a story here, one of the last articles I did, or not articles, but videos I did here a few days ago. I, I actually blew open the whole three-judge conspiracy that's going on here in uh, with the district judges. And the county prosecutor here is practically useless. He lets all of his, crooks, his crooked friends run wild here in the county. So, you know, Tim, um, I've been I've been probably researching this for about three and a half years. I gave every law enforcement op, uh, 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 organization the opportunity. I personally visited the the uh, the attorney general, sat in his office, and presented this information to him. This was a couple of years ago when this first broke, and I started working on it. All the local law enforcement, the sheriff has done a great job. Unfortunately, the sheriff stands alone because he has asked the uh, county prosecutor to prosecute these folks, and he d he's not going to do it. So we really just literally have a good old boy's crooked land theft crime ring operating here in Flathead Valley, and I've essentially just blown the lid off of it, myself and others, and it go does go all the way to the Supreme Court. They've committed racketeering. They have tried to to collect the same debt twice after it was already paid off and already adjudicated in a court. They tried to open it back up and go after this guy and take his property and charge him with the same debt twice, which is which is racketeering. Uh, I, again, I just I pointed all that out a couple of days ago. So what we've got here, Tim, is we have a situation where the people that are supposed to be enforcing the laws and upholding the laws, unfortunately, are the ones that are breaking the laws, and they're 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 using lawfare. There are several local attorneys involved. Uh, it goes all the way to the Montana Banking Commissioner, and then again all the way to the Supreme Court. It's just it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a gaggle of corruption. I mean, there's a gaggle of, of of corrupt people here, man. They're just trying to you know they're again they're stealing property and stealing businesses from people here in Flathead Valley. We think Tim, based upon our 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 research, and we have investigators and everything on this, not just myself. We think there's been about 170 million dollars stolen wow. uh, of properties here in the Flathead Valley, and uh, and and used for personal gain for some of these folks. Well, let me ask you something about that, because what it sounds like to me is, is that you guys, um, it, it sounds like what they're working towards is the very thing that Klaus Schwab says that he wants to do is if you have nothing and you're going to be happy. And I guess these guys don't understand that, that sooner or later, that crocodile they're riding on is going to turn around and bite them too. I, I that's what it sounds like to me. It's not, is there any indication this goes outside of Montana and we've got some WEF involvement or anything like that in it? Well, you know, Montana here, well, <laughs> yeah, there's something else that I really am not liberty to speak about right now, but it um, it involves some people pretty high up here in government. Uh, yes, uh, I believe that there is connections. Now, this particular case right here that I'm talking about with the uh, the local credit union, I think that is just basically, as I stated, more of a good old boys, you know, network here in Montana. Now, what people don't understand is the corruption in Montana runs deep 
And and the people in Montana have been long suffering with the corrupt individuals running things. It goes all the way back to basically to the World War II and Butte, Montana, which is right around sort of closer to the middle of the state. That was the number one copper producing um, area for ammunition for munitions for the war effort back in World War II. So the copper barons, as they're called now here in Montana, the wealth just was just enormous there, and they bought up the politicians and they. They, they hooked up their whole crooked scheme way back then. And that whole, that, 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 that culture of corruption, that, that copper barren culture of corruption has really been around for a long, long time. And that's kind of what we're seeing here is, you know, sort of a, an iteration of that, of that long, that long standing corruption here in Montana. And Montana is a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Montana's the type of place where you could, you know, drop your camera out of your pocket and it goes off accidentally and you've got like a postcard photo. I mean, it's, I mean, it's really, it's, it's really beautiful around here. But the problem is, is on the outside is beautiful. On the inside, there's a bunch of corruption. There's a bunch of crooks that are running things. And that's what we're trying to do is just expose them. Okay. All right. Now, let me, let me ask this. Uh, you, you say this is really started at the credit union and obviously there's people behind it that's bigger than that because they, they feel emboldened that they can come on and they can do this kind of stuff and they'll get the backing. And I, I've said quite often that the thin blue line is a marketing scheme to get you back behind the boys in blue who are not really even the true law enforcers in, in the land. The Constitution says we are the able-bodied men, the militia. So is there any talk from the men there about that, that this has happened to about... Look, we need to form together in our communities to say, look, when they come to take our land, no, you're not taking it. Is there any kind of talk like that among the men to come together and to fight against the Because in my mind, that's not a wicked thing. That's not an evil thing. What the, what these guys are doing is the wicked thing. Yeah, no, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Yes, as a matter of fact, there is. Um, the sheriff here, Sheriff Brian Hano, he and I have had several conversations. I've been in his office to visit him numerous times. He is a, uh, I think he's a solid guy, and he, we had Sheriff Mack here, oh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I think now it's been, and uh, I reached out to, to Sheriff Hano, and I said, hey, Sheriff, Sheriff, I said, Sheriff, Sheriff Mack's coming to town, and he's going to be here talking about the Constitutional Sheriff, um, you know, idea about the Constitutional Sheriff, are you interested? He said, yeah, please set me up a personal meeting with him, I'm interested, but I need to know more. So I did, I, he, he came to town, uh, uh, Sheriff Mack came in town, and I arranged a meeting for he and for him and Brian Hano to meet for 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. So um, I think that he is wants to do the constitutional thing. I think the sheriff is solid. That's not the problem. Um, the problem is the, the, uh, the uh, county attorney and the judges are all are crooked as well. So it's interesting you mentioned that because I talked to the sheriff and in the numerous conversations, I said, sheriff, what I would like to do is uh, I would like to put together a community patrol, you know, you call it, you know, don't use terms like militia because that scares folks, but you want to put together a community patrol where we can, you know, monitor the neighborhood and go in groups of two or three and, you know, in our cars and just kind of keep the, making sure, you know, there's no riffraff going on. And he goes, well, you can do that. He goes, and you can get arrest powers. If you take like a two or three day course, I believe at the County uh, on arrest, you know, on arrest procedure, apparently it's probably what it is. Uh, you can have arrest power. I don't necessarily know if that's the route that I'm going to go, but yes, we've already talked about having citizens patrols here, Tim, and I think that's a first step. Um, if we can get citizens patrols, because now we've got these, 
you know, the constitutional carry here in Montana. They just uh, passed that last, I think, legislative session. Not that we need politicians to tell us about our rights, but, you know, I'm just saying for, as far as far as far as form and function goes, they passed that, uh, I think, last legislative uh, session. So we're now we're constitutional carry here. So really, it's by default an armed uh, community patrol. Uh, because we're all allowed to be armed. So I think that's the first step is we get people together in something that's not so shocking. You know, you say militia or you say uh, uh, citizens militia, <clears throat> you know, everybody wants to run and hide under their bed. And uh, that was by design as well, of course, with the Oklahoma City bombing, you know, in 1995 with uh, that the whole stage yep. event. Just did that whole event right there was to was to was to make it so you couldn't even use the word militia for like 15 years or like that you'd be afraid someone would kick your doors down. I mean, they chilled the speech and chilled the real, like you said, the real constitutional law uh, enforcement agency, I guess, if you want to call it the citizens militia, they chilled that for like 15 years, man. So they, they know the power that we have. That's why they're always constantly trying to divide us and distract us and use trauma-based mind control, fear-based mind control to keep us, dumbed down confused and unsure what to do next this is their this is their whole game plan tim they're really not that smart they're just they're they're evil they're clever and they're evil they're not really that smart they don't have like plan b or plan c they have like plan a and they just keep pushing that forward no matter what and even if it gets exposed they just keep doing it because they don't have any other way well those times are coming to an end i've got actually i started making phone calls after i after i gave like i said i started saying earlier I gave everybody in law enforcement here in this in this town and the state an opportunity to do something, and no one did anything. We brought them a, 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 un, undisputable evidence that the CEO of Whitefish Credit Union apparently made a real estate sale for $4 million and never recorded that in the books, and no one knows where the money's at. And this is allowed to go on. So I said, you know what? I've given these guys enough chance to do something. I'm going to start. I'm going to, they, they won't do something. I guess I will. So I started making phone calls. I call my, my, uh, my, uh, a contact, a colleague of mine or a friend of mine, I should say that's the, uh, he's actually the, the, uh, um, the state auditor who has tremendous amount of power when it comes to, uh, to, uh, um, to, to, uh, uh what's it called? Securities fraud. I've actually called, I called the, uh, uh, I contacted the attorney general. He told me to have the sheriff reach out to the department of criminal investigations in Montana, which the sheriff did. I actually called my uh, friend David uh, Howard. I'm not sure if you've ever interviewed David Howard, but you need to, Tim. I have it. He's he actually runs uh he actually runs Foxhole Ministries. He's he does like a three minute Christian broadcast, like on I don't know eighty stations every day. He's on he's on uh now he's not on Red Pill or Red State Talk Radio. He's on um can't name can't name the other. He's on lots of places. At any rate, I had him on. He's a former FBI special investigator. He's one of the FBI agents that took down. I think it was 19 crooked judges in Chicago. He was on that task force. He's an old school FBI guy. He's disgusted at the way the FBI is acting now. He's on my broadcast, looked at all the evidence and said they need to launch an investigation into these people immediately. So the, 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 the noose is tightening around him here, Tim. The noose finally, finally, after years of, of, of trying to get someone to pay attention, I've been told just a couple of days ago now that because the Supreme Court is involved and the evidence I have is indisputable. Please, I suggest that you check it out yourself. Just go to northwestsubingnews.com and click on that that image that Tim had up where it says busted. There's a document in there, an expert witness report, and a, an accompanying uh, um, exhibits that go with that expert witness report. It's a case study in, 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 in corruption 
And yep, that's it. That's here. It's a case study in corruption and and property theft and lawfare. How they use lawfare. Now this got all the way to the Supreme Court. They opened this guy's case back up again. This particular case right here, after it was dismissed with prejudice, and 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 done forever. They opened it back up again, and made and when the people in the board that owned the property started complaining, the other crooked judge designated them all vexatious litigators so they couldn't speak out they couldn't counter sue they couldn't file anything so basically one corrupt district judge created a counterfeit document and started the racketeering and the other counterfeit judge says sit down and shut up i'm silencing all of you and then the third crooked judge get this tim the third crooked judge gives the guy who owns the property now remember he's got a mortgage on his property so if you like giving a mortgage on your house and then the judge says you're trespassing in your house, think about that. So they give this guy a 10-day restraining order on his own person on his own private property. Good grief. Right? They give him a 10-day restraining order. Then they give him three the same judge concurrently gives him 3 days to get his prop his equipment off. Well, some of that equipment's worth millions of dollars. I mean, if you ever if you know anybody that's in construction and you see they got, you know, fruit front end loaders and backhoes and that equipment costs six, seven hundred thousand dollars for one of those machines, sometimes more. And anybody that's in that business can attest to you. What I'm saying is, is true. So he's got equipment on his property. So this crooked judge, Amy Eddy, gives him a 10 day restraining order on his property and then three days to get his equipment off. Well, the guy wants the stuff. So he goes on. In right. And he's, isn't he put, put between a rock and a hard place there? You can't go on your property, but you got to get your stuff off. Wait, I'm not done. It, 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 it gets worse. So they give him a 10 day restraining order with three days to get his equipment. He goes on and honors the three day, uh, you know, uh, order because he wants to get his equipment off. The other crooked attorney, Sean Frampton, who's been involved from this in the very beginning, he's, he's what we can estimate. He's probably the crime boss. And I got a whole report I'm about to, to drop on him anyway. So this guy, so they give him a 10 days, uh, a 10 day restraining order with three days to get his equipment. He goes on to get his equipment. The other crooked attorney files a complaint against him with the same judge and said he violated his 10 day restraining order. She goes, you're right. He did permanent restraining order. I'm not joking. They give him a 10 day restraining order, three days, three days to get his equipment. He goes to honors that order to get his equipment. Then they charge him for going on the property and give him a permanent restraining order. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is all public record. This isn't, I'm not making stuff up. It's, it's a preposterous, Tim. It's out. It's outrageous. Yeah, and the guy really has no recourse because who's he going to go to? If this is coming down out of the Montana Supreme Court, where are you going to go to? This is why I'm, this is why I'm saying the men of the community are going to have to band together because they're going to get it next. And I'll tell you, Jim, you get some guys out there who are armed and well trained, and they're not wanting to fight. They just want to be left alone. They've been paying their bills. They've been taking care of things as they're supposed to. And now you've got these people. You know, zone. They're 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 locked in on taking their land, kicking them off of it, and turning a profit. I'll tell you, it, it reminds me, and we read over this the other week of uh, <clears throat> the story of Ahab. You're you're probably familiar with that out of First Kings chapter twenty one. When he sees this guy Naboth, he's got a vineyard. He wants that vineyard. Naboth won't sell it to him because. It would be against the law because the law of God said, nope, you don't, you don't sell your inheritance and this, that, and the other. Well, then Ahab gets his, uh, his Jezebel wife in there who says, I'll take care of it. And, you know, we'll, we'll off this guy and you go take the, you go take the land. 
Well, what's the end result of that? Well, a- a- Ahab, you know, dies and um, <clears throat> his blood's licked up by the dogs and Jezebel gets eaten by the dogs. You know, what goes around comes around if that's what you're going to do. So these guys are eventually going to get it. But I say the sooner, the better. Well, there's a lot of good folks here, Tim. I mean, a lot of good salt of the earth people. If you've ever been to Montana, I mean, this is just, you know, <laughs> there's just regular folks, man, like you and me. I mean, it's your neighbors and these, you know, they're, they're, they can't stand up to this, these predators because none of these folks think like this. They're just farmers. They're ranchers. They're just salt of the earth people. They don't sit around scheming and, and wondering how to be able to protect themselves from this type of predatory, you know, lending and, and really theft. And, and they just, they get threatened. I mean, Tim, we've got, I've got, I've got, <laughs> it's on video, um, but I, you know, I can get an affidavit. I know the guy. He had these attorneys pull him in a side room and they had already, so what, no, dude, it's so comp. It's so, so what they would do is they would create suspend accounts. Okay. The bank would create what's called a suspend account. Unprecedented. I'd never heard of a bank creating a suspend account because they were crooked. So what they did with these suspend accounts, they took a person's payment and they didn't apply it for their mortgage payment. They put it in the suspend account. Then they waited three months and then said, you have a major payment. We're foreclosing on your property. This is the type of criminality, the open criminality that we're dealing with here. So they pulled this one guy, Winston, inside of the room, and he had had like $300,000 worth of property and never been late. And this guy had like close to 800 credit. They pull him inside of the room and say, listen, if you don't sign this document and sign this paper over here and give us this, this, this property, we're going to destroy you and take everything you own. So he signed the document. I mean, he's sitting there by himself. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't have anybody representing him. And they didn't. They, they, Tim and I covered this in a couple of his articles. These people don't even have the legal right to transfer any property. They, they violate the law just in, on its face by even transferring property. Now, get this. And I sent you that one uh, that one article over there about the uh, Whitefish Credit Union loan officer. Under oath, he had to admit that they were there was a conspiracy to try to foreclose on this guy's property. Now, get this, Tim. This guy just bought this property. It's, it's pristine property. It's 530 acres in a place called Summers, Montana, that sits right over Summers Bay in Flathead Lake. If you're familiar with this area here, it's probably one of the, of the uh, it's way up on a mountain, 530 acres. It's one of the most pristine pieces of property in the whole entire Flathead Valley of Montana. And this guy that owns it, he's worked his whole life and he earned, he deserved every Every inch of that property he earned, he earned it from hard work. So they, uh, they, this property is very desirable for, for this bank. So this guy purchases the property. He does, he, he has even been laid on a payment. Okay. He's never been laid on a payment. He's got like, he had a $20 million. I saw it and you can go on that uh, article and you can see it. He had a $20 million walking bond, like a bond. He had a $20 million walking line of credit. He could literally go into a place and buy an $18 million piece of equipment on his signature. This is the type of credit this guy had. So he may, he buys this property. He hasn't even only made a couple of payments and not even been late on a payment. White Fresh Credit Union loan officer gets caught on his property with another developer, a competitor of this guy, trying to sell the property which they're not allowed to do as a credit union. Credit union can't be mortgage, can't be a, a, a real estate people. It violates their charter. So this vice president, not just a mortgage guy, he was a vice president of mortgage lending, 
This guy's on the property. The, the, the guy that owns the property catches this uh, banker on the property trying to sell his property out from underneath him. He never signed a document that said you can sell my property. He never made, never let anybody know that he wanted to sell his property because he didn't want to sell it. So the bank, Tim, is literally on there trying to sell his property out from underneath him after he purchased it because they want they know they're going to foreclose on him. They have a plan to foreclose on him. So they're after they execute their plan, they believe they'll have possession of the property and they were looking for a buyer. I mean, this is all court records out in the open. The amount of uh, uh, the, the corruption is just off the charts and it's been happening in the open. And, I, and we've been screaming and crying about it here finally for two, uh, two or three years now. You know, it's about, it took a while for me to get my mind around this thing because it's enormous. When it started coming, when it started, you know, all of the evidence started coming out, I started reviewing the documents. Tim, it's it's one of the it's one of the most sophisticated and corrupt bank schemes that I've ever seen, um, and there's so many people involved in it, and a lot of people are making big money. One of the attorneys involved, we did a check because we have people on the inside in in the in the in the uh, Department of uh, uh, Revenue here in Montana. We have people everywhere, so if you're going to commit crimes around here, just know uh, we know that this one attorney, one attorney from Whitefish, Montana, has twenty six million dollars worth of property wow 26 million dollars worth of property we're talking an attorney that handles you know bankruptcies uh drunk driving uh you know this is whitefish montana there's what 20 30,000 people 20,000 people in the whole town <laughs> this guy makes 26 million dollars yeah tim Jim, <laughs> come on. one of this this kind of reminds me there was a lady and if i'm not mistaken somebody maybe can correct me in the chat but over in michigan uh, we had had her on the show, and what they were doing was they were targeting older people who had already paid off their property, stuff like this, or maybe they had a, I think in this one lady's case, and I, I'm, her name is slipping my mind for a moment, but um, she, you know, she had lost her husband, and they would, they would put it and they would track it. They would track how their property grew in value and things like this. And then they would wait to an opportune time and they would basically come in and they were doing something very similar to try to take these people's property. And they were taking a lot of people's property and basically they were just getting in their face and just telling them, we can take everything that we that you got if, we, if that's what we want to do. And no repercussions, nobody stopping it or nothing. And I'm telling you, you know, I don't like violence, but I'm going to tell you what, there's a place for violence, it, for good violence to stop evil men. And we all know it. We talk about a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun. Well, what about a guy with a pen who's who's taking everything that you have, maybe the livelihoods of your of your children too? This is not this is not some soft crime uh, that's going on with very small consequences. This this has major consequences. And again, you know, I can go to Proverbs chapter one. The Bible warns people about getting in a lot with each other to betray innocent blood so they can take their purse and all of this other kind of stuff. That sounds like exactly what they're doing out there. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, the, what you're talking about is the elder abuse. Uh, and I've actually I'm looking for the video here. Um, uh, Billy Mintz, William Mintz, who if you go on IMDb, he actually um we're, we're hopefully going to be working on a, a film product together, but he is, uh, he did the, um, he did the great video on the elder abuse in Las Vegas. And I can't remember, can't remember what the name of that is right now, but yeah, what they do is they go in there and they, and they, and they, and they designate the person 
like they're insane or unable to take care of himself. And then these people take over conservatorship of the person's estate and they just rob them. I mean, they just, they just rob them. I mean, they just clean them out, man. I mean, I mean, it's, it's so what, you know, I've done a lot of work on CPS, Tim, for a couple of years. Yeah. I did yeah. A lot of work. What this essentially is. So the CPS gets the, the, the young adults and the children. There's also uh, the same type of criminal mechanism in place for the elderly. Uh, because a lot of those, like those people, like you said, they have a lot of cash because they've worked their whole lives and they've got their money in savings and retirement and whatnot. And they target those folks, right? There's like a matrix, like you stated. They know when these people are vulnerable and they attack them and they try to take all their money. And sometimes it's in the millions and millions of dollars. And if you think that if you have more money, you're exempt. If you remember uh, the guy that was a billionaire, he was, I want to say the, the, uh, the uh, owner of the Minnesota Vikings, maybe he was worth billions and his children tried to go after him, claim he was crazy and take over. And he, they almost did it, but he, he ended up outsmarting them. This guy was a billionaire, and they were going after him and trying to uh, claim he was uh, un, un, unfit to be able to handle his own affairs. And I forget this probably a term for it, but I'm trying to remember the name of this movie here from Billy Mintz, and I'll catch it in a second. But yeah, there's uh, it's despicable, Tim. It's despicable that people take advantage of. It. And now get this: I had the I had the uh, um, uh, the, uh, the 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 Montana. Uh, what's the name of I just said his name here, Troy Downing. Uh, he's the head of the Securities and Exchange Commission and the and the state auditor. I had him on my broadcast a couple of days ago. And get this scam that he's talking. We're talking about the Bitcoin scams that are going on with uh, right now in Montana. There's Bitcoin Bitcoin scams where people are saying that you know you have porn on your computer and they're targeting old people and you're going to be spending the rest of your life in jail. And these people go to their uh, go to their accounts, their banks, and take ten thousand dollars out and put it in the Bitcoin machine. I mean, this is what's going on here, um, the scam that's going on here in Montana. But they are targeting elderly folks. Um, now, get this. They have technology now that they're coming out with, Tim, where they're taking the, the grandchildren's voice. And you can watch the video. They're taking like a grandchild's voice, and their AI, they're recopying the voice, and they're just adding their own text, and they're calling up, and the grandma answers the phone, and it's like, you know, her grandson, Timmy, it's his voice. Grandma, uh, I'm in big trouble. I need you to send $10,000 to me, whatever. Well, it's her grandson's voice. She doesn't know the difference, but it's all AI. It's all not even him. It's crooks. <laughs> They're just taking advantage of Incredible. him. Incredible. How are we going to combat that, Troy, for crying out loud? How do we combat a fake AI voice that sounds like a family member? And when they call and say, we're in trouble, we need money. I mean, is there any, how, how do you get around that, Tim? I mean, I don't know, but if you were in a situation and one of your kids called and said, Dad, I'm in big trouble. I need you to send me 500 bucks. If it was their voice, you'd run right to the ATM or whatever you had to go and send them the money. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess not now. Now that I know that, I'm going to call and find out, especially if they're calling from a number I don't know because most of the time I don't answer. But thank you for informing the audience that that's what's yeah. going on because I, I, I remember they, we used to get calls all the time. You know, people... It, uh, I don't even want to go down the thin blue line thing where they want me to pay for their their retirement and their kids' college and this, that, and the other while they're sitting on the road wait, waiting to take the fruit of my labor because I might go five miles over their uh, subjective speed limit. Um, so I, there's all kinds of stuff like that. But I thank you for warning the audience that if they get calls like that, you need a way to verify that because otherwise you're going to do exactly what Jim says. And, and in this day and age, somebody calls you like that, 
you need to verify it, even if you think it is somebody that you love and you care about. So, Jim, what what's the what's what's the, what's the stage being set up for here? You said you talked to your local sheriff. What's going on at least locally right there? Because that's what we've talked about about you know our solutions. Forget DC. It's 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 just corrupt to the core. Uh, it needs to be abolished. And even at the state level, sometimes you kind of go, maybe we need to decentralize state government too. Uh, but what about there, right there in, locally? What what all really is taking place there with your sheriff, for instance? So so, so the sheriff, and I talked to the sheriff, and I said, Sheriff, why don't you just arrest these folks? He goes, well, I do want to arrest them. And I talked to the county prosecutor, and he says that he's not going to charge them. He goes, so Jim, here's a situation that I'm in. If I go arrest them, for the charge for the crimes that they've committed and the county sheriff lets them off or the county or the county attorney lets them off. I can never go after them again for those crimes, right? There's no, there's no, there's no double jeopardy. So he goes, I'm kind of in a, <laughs> I'm in a spot here. I know they're crooks. I know they've done crooked stuff. It's obvious, but if I go arrest them and take them to the, to the county prosecutor and he denies charges and which he said he's going to do, he's going to drop all charges. If they, if I, if I arrest them, he goes, then what do we do? Then now they're off. Now they've got off because no other sheriff or anybody else can charge them for that crime again because that matter's been adjudicated. Well, hold, 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 hold up. If they've not been tried, how is it going with not, not to, how is that being labeled double jeopardy? Because if a guy gets arrested and they say, well, we don't have enough evidence against him for, say, molesting minors. And we don't have it. We let him off. So then they actually catch him doing it or doing something else. Are you saying that's a different crime and they can do that? Or it's, I mean, it looks like the same crime to me. That doesn't well, make sense to me. Well, they've committed. So they've committed, as I stated before, it appears. I mean, I say appears. <laughs> I mean, I have all the evidence. It's all, it's all black and white. It's prima facie. It's prima facie case evidence. In fact, is what I, is what I have is that's what I've produced. So, They've committed fraud. They've committed counterfeiting. They've committed theft. They've committed racketeering, and they've committed securities fraud. Um, if the only thing that really probably the sheriff can can bring them up on is would be the theft and the counterfeiting. I would think uh, the sheriff told me that's what he told me, Tim. He goes, Jim, I want to arrest them, but if I do, I we won't be able to arrest them again on the Zach, on the same charges. We, we won't be able to arrest them again on counterfeiting because. I'll arrest them on counterfeiting. Let's just use that. And I'll turn them into the county prosecutor. And the prosecutor says, I reviewed it. And there's no counterfeiting dismissed. I can say, I can't charge them again for counterfeiting if that happens. That's what the man told me. Yeah, I, I, I don't buy that. I think that's a cop out. I think the issue is actual prosecution. They actually go through. Because if, if you turn it over, there's, I mean, again, they haven't got that. That's just my, that's what I see going on out of that. But nevertheless, okay, so. Is has any of these guys shown any sense that okay, Jim's exposing us? Maybe we need to tone this down a little bit, or no. have they just turned and said we're going to threaten you? Have you received any threats or anything like that? So they have. Um, so they have tried to put me in jail, um, and the on what charges? On uh, trespassing, uh, because I went on the property to do a video. Now the guy that owned the actual, the actual owner of the property gave me full permission to go on the property, but Whitefish Credit Union was under the impression they owned it. But of course, we know that's now just a fraud and a big, and a big land scam. So they tried to get me, they wanted to put me in jail for six months in a, 
like a five thousand dollar, whatever the fine is for for trespassing, uh, felony trespassing is what they want to charge you with. And uh, the sheriff told me, he goes, Jim, they he called they called them on to to me to arrest you, and I told him I'm not arresting Jim White. <laughs> so the sheriff at least stood up and said I'm not arresting him. They've also threatened to sue me, um, you know, out of existence. However, they've failed to do that yet uh, because I think what they're what they're afraid of is that if they do sue me then all of the uh, all of the discovery that I'm going to be able to get is Absolutely. going to destroy, is going to destroy them what they don't know which I'll reveal here is I'm friends with Marie Marie, Marie McDonald who's probably the premier bank examiner and forensic auditor in the country perhaps the world she's the one that brought down well, uh, Wells Fargo um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to hire Marie to go back to 2009 and do a forensic audit on every single foreclosure that went on at Whitefish Credit Union since 2009. And I'm telling you, Tim, they're going to have to build a new jail in the county to put all these crooks in if that happens. So almost like, you know, if you want to sign your own prison sentence, then please come after me because we got all the goods. We've got people inside that don't even know about that are reporting on the stuff that they that they're doing and i won't tell you who it is of course because that'd be foolish but we've got them we got them they're caught they're caught that, that's just that the article said they're all caught <laughs> they're all in on it man it's a big it's a big it's a big crime ring it's i mean i'm telling you millions and millions of dollars tens of millions over 100 well, i think about 170 million dollars like i said earlier is what we estimate that they've robbed from the people here in flathead valley that's it's absolutely incredible and yeah i i think that uh them going if they were to sue you uh, especially with the friends that you have in the media too they're just going to draw more attention to themselves i think that would be just but then they're foolish for kind of going after these people anyway uh, at least biblically speaking because the bible warns about what they're going to get as well um but they they want to put god out of their mind they want to suppress the truth and unrighteousness and do what they're doing and uh, attack their fellow man and steal their stuff i'll tell you jim it'd be a whole lot cheaper for montana building a gallows and just giving them a dirt nap than it would be giving them a prison sentence at this point yeah you're right um and i've been informed that this uh, my reporting has went all the way into the governor's office and what these what's probably going to happen is you know right now just recently the montana supreme court has start, tried to go after the uh, attorney general here austin knutson who's been on my broadcast many times um they're trying to go after him right now currently in 41 charges of mis misconduct or something um and what my fear is well i shouldn't say my fear what i suspect is going to happen is they're going to take the evidence that i have and they're going to use that as leverage against these scoundrels at the supreme court and probably going to get these charges dropped or at least minimized against uh, uh against the attorney general at least that may be an option that they're going to choose it doesn't really matter to me if they use it politically as long as these crooks get behind bars if they use it politically for points but the end result is these crooks are arrested and paraded down the street you know in leg irons wearing an orange jumpsuit for everyone to see yeah I, it's worth it for me for them to politicize it i don't want that to happen but whatever gets results at this point i just want these crooks behind bars they're crooked. The courts are crooked. The county attorney's crooked. The credit union's crooked. It's the largest credit union in Montana, Tim. This is there were the two point two billion dollar credit union. They're 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 not it's, not. it's the largest credit union in Montana. So it's not some small matter here. I mean, this is literally one of the top what 50, 60 credit unions in the whole country. Two point two billion dollars is no small amount of cash. How they get the money though? That's the question. Did they earn it? Did they did they earn it because they were you know savvy and good business people, or did they earn it because they stole properties? You know who knows? We'll see.
Yeah, yeah, I get that. Now, as a as a result of your reporting, and I know for people who don't know, Jim just doesn't do a website. You've got a radio station, television stuff that you do. What about people in that area? Do you have people who are saying, you know what, I'm not going to be a part of uh, was it Whitefish Credit Union anymore? I want to pull my funds out. I want to move my my mortgage or my loans. I'm going to put it somewhere else. Do you have some people who are actually taking action like that based on the information that's been given? Millions of dollars has been millions of dollars have been withdrawn. Wow. I spoke to a person per- personally told me, you know, I, I I knew him well, so they wouldn't usually reveal this information. But they said, Jim, I I had two point six million dollars in there, and I moved it. I've had several legislators because I'm friends with all of them around here. I've had several legislators contact me and say, Hey, man, I was just getting ready to do like an upgrade on my finances at Whitefish Credit Union. I really appreciate that. We took all of our money out and put it somewhere else. So yeah, there's lots of folks around here that are. Are, are are choosing another direction and you know i've been told that the other bankers around here are uh the other bankers around here are like you know cheering me on because they know that once this happens a lot gonna, of these yeah three thousand customers are going to be looking for other places to bank so they're all on my side but they won't say it publicly right <laughs> well with legislators doing it why aren't legislators stepping up uh, well what about the governor there is he a corrupt governor they are, they are stepping up. Um, well, I'm not going to say he's a corrupt governor. Okay. I'm going to decide that when I put out this report coming up here, probably the next couple of weeks. Um, no, there are, there is a Mark Nolan, who's a local, he's a Montana Senator. He's a local guy around here and a couple others. He's been a leading uh, proponent of it. He's a member of the credit union. He went on my show and says, where's the $4 million. He's been calling his folks in the, you know, in, in government. He knows people that are really close to the governor. Um, and, you know they're taking notice finally, uh, but yes, there is there are local legislators here that are standing up vocally and publicly and stating we need we need an investigation into Whitefish Credit Union because something's going on. So yes, you know this area right here, Tim, Flathead Valley, not perfect, but I have to say the the local legislators around here are some of the best in the whole state of Montana. And I'm not just saying that I don't need favors from them. They actually want to come on my show. I don't, I don't need to get favors from them or, or ingra- self, you know, aggrandize them. They, they, they're some of the best. They're some of the best uh, legislators in the whole state is right around here in Flathead Valley. And I'll just say that and leave it at that. And I think they'll do the right thing when the time comes. I hope they do. Yeah. Now would that also include not just the people at the credit union, but also some of these others who have, whether they're, a prosecutor in a certain county or whatever that that is going and or whoever would be who would be in charge of i guess sheriffs in certain areas who would also go in and take these people's property um i i hope those guys would be dealt with as well because they're they're the strong arm thugs who are going out and taking the people's property you know we can't leave those we can't leave anybody out of this who's had a hand in doing this so we we yeah i mean there's you know um there's sheriff sales, you know, there's sheriff sales. And if you foreclose on your property, the sheriff comes and you have a sheriff sale. And, you know, these people are all pretty well to do. I mean, they, they would never put themselves in a position where the sheriff would have to come and, you know, throw, toss, toss all their stuff. They'll just, you know, sign the paperwork and walk away because they have other resources to be able to, you know, absorb that kind of a loss. Um, but the sheriff's here again, as I stated, Sheriff Hano, who's Sheriff Brian Hano, who's the sheriff here in Flathead County. He is, um, I believe he is a, he's, 
he wants to be a constitutional sheriff. As I say, that he wants to know more about it, and he went talk to Sheriff Mack. I don't think he's fully aware of the whole foreclosure thing and taking someone's property and jurisdiction and things like that. Most people don't really know that stuff, Tim. Most people have no clue how just how bad it is. And you talked about something earlier. Folks, if I can just leave you with this, because I know the show's probably ending here pretty soon. You know, we need to stop allowing victimless crimes. Like you said, you run a stop sign. Where's the victim, right? I mean, the fines and that type of, uh, that you know, the, the, the police, and the constable and giving you fines was all started, you know, back in the day when people were driving buggies around town and they knocked over someone's mailbox, you know, and they run on their corner too fast and knocked over mailbox. They'd call the constable and the constable would give them a fine or the police officer, whatever, would give them a fine to recover the cost of the mailbox. So the person's property, private property, they got damaged would be, he'd be made whole again. And that's That's lawful. That's lawful. Correct. Correct. That's lawful. If you run five miles over the speed limit, they pull you over and give you a $120 ticket. That's not lawful. Where is the crime? Where's the victim? Where's the victim? There's got to be, before there's a crime, Tim, there has to be a victim. I know you know these things. That's right. No, I appreciate you reiterating it. Absolutely. That's what we have to, and I'm not against, you know, I'm, I'm for constitutional militia. Uh, That's what I'm for. I mean, I'm, I I know we can't just do that immediately. And that has to be a transition period. But first of all, you got to get over the hump of having everybody even say the word militia. I mean, there's a ways to go before people even, you know, feel comfortable doing that. But once we get over those hurdles, the constitutional militia, do you know how much a constitutional militia, if they were in your town, would stop the crime and the corruption? It would almost end completely. And I always say, Jim, yeah, realistic. No, it's not. No, it's not. If we had a constitutional militia, militia, and you're, if you had one in your town, I don't pick a town. Doesn't matter what town you are, Chicago. Well, doesn't matter. You pick a constitution, an armed constitutional militia. Crime rate will almost be non-existent in in months. I think maybe six months a year. Tim. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, in fact, we did some reporting on Kennesaw, Georgia, just mandatory. You know, you have a you have to have a firearm in your house unless your conscience says otherwise. And what did it go to? For years, they didn't have murders. Their crime went down. And then when they did have murders, guess where they happened? On the university campus where it was a gun-free zone. Jim, we got about 30 seconds here. Tell people where they can find out more about you, man. NorthwestLibertyNews.com. It's NorthwestLibertyNews.com. All my live shows, when I'm live, you can go on FlatheadTruth.com. And if you go to FlatheadTruth.com, that shoots you right over to my Rumble channel, which opens the door for all the other videos that I've had on my Romo channel. So uh, flatheadtruth.com or northwestlibertynews.com. Tim, always great to have be on your show. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, my pleasure to have you, brother. And uh, hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, uh, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, I think. <laughs> and sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then, Lord willing, I'm going to be back with you guys here in the morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. I'm hoping I'm going to bring you a special guest. Now, she had the shots. And she alleviated her body of the shots, and you're going to be amazed at how she did it. Join us tomorrow, Lord willing. Talk to you then. See you.